here are 10 benefits to putting together a puzzle with your children. Welcome to Epic Mom Life. I am your host, Kara Peterson. This show is sponsored by The Possum's Tale, a unique book adventure for your 6 to 12 year old child. Let's jump into today's show. Switch up your family get together and create a puzzling activity. Bonding over a new family challenge. Puzzles are a great way to teach children important life skills such as communication, collaboration, and problem solving. They are an ideal activity for everyone since they come in all types, sizes, and difficulty levels. Enjoy laughter, conversations, and create unbreakable bonds as you slide in that last piece. I have long touted the benefits of playing games with children. I even wrote a blog all about collaborative games. The link will be in the notes. What I have not covered is the power of the puzzle. So here are 10 benefits to putting together a puzzle with your children. Number one, quality family time. Whether you are able to carve out regular good chunks of family time or you can only find 15 to 20 minutes here and there, puzzles provide a great opportunity for parents and children to come together. The glory of the puzzle is you can set it up on a card table. I actually have one that I can see from here. I have a puzzle table and my puzzles will sometimes, the same puzzle will be out for a month and a half because you can get to it and spend 15 minutes on it whenever you have and it can just stay there and you can all get to it when you have the time. As the pieces fit together, so too does the bond between your family members because you guys are able to talk, your hands stay busy and conversation just flows naturally. Number two, problem solving. Did you know that there are two types of problem solving? I had never thought about this, but when you think about it, it actually makes sense. Each is very important and many people excel at one type but have difficulty with the other. Puzzles help sharpen your skills at both. Individual problem solving. This is what everyone thinks of when they first hear problem solving. Puzzles help children to think critically, analyze patterns, identify connections, and develop logical thinking skills. These are all components of problem solving. Collective problem solving. So you had individual problem solving and collective problem solving. Some puzzles, especially larger or more complex ones, can be tackled by a group of individuals. This is what your family will be doing. This promotes collective problem solving. It encourages effective communication as team members need to convey their ideas and strategies to one another. <laughs> In other situations, a person is encouraged to keep their strategy to themselves. With collective problem solving, it is crucial that strategies, ideas, and strengths of each individual are conveyed so they can be harnessed towards a common goal. So you don't keep that to yourself. That's more of the competitive world. This also helps members of the family who do not see strategy as easily as others learn how to strategize, how to identify connections, and how to think critically. This can be so important for those family members who may be comparing themselves to others in the family and find, finding themselves fall short. 
It may be hard to see the difference between the two, the individual and the group, without an example. So, I have an example for you. On the first day of school in each of my classes, I gave my students a group puzzle to solve at each of their tables. Remember, I taught 6th, 7th, and 8th grades. We had a 45-minute class session. There were a couple tables that were never able to complete that puzzle. Now, granted, they usually only had about 25 minutes for the puzzle because you had your, you know, who's here, who am I, that kind of thing. But um, I would say there were four to six people in each group. I made a copy of the puzzle with the instructions for you and you can download it for free because it's really a lot of fun. I enjoy this puzzle and it says a lot about the people in your family or whoever you choose to share this with. The rules are very important. Someone reads the rules to the group. There are many shapes, so you dump the shapes out of the bag. I keep them in a brown paper sack. The objective is, with the shapes, create five equally shaped, or sized, excuse me, five equally sized squares. That's it. I loved it as a teacher because it told me a lot about my individual problem solvers and my collective problem solvers. Who can follow instructions and who got easily frustrated in my classroom? I learned that like within 25 minutes of my class the very first day. Number three, patience and persistence. If your family is completing a traditional, traditional jigsaw puzzle, it requires a lot of patience and persistence. This is why I love having an area set up with the puzzle always out and available. The chances are, like if you have kiddos over 10 years old, you're going to have at least a 500, 250 to 500 piece puzzle. You're not going to get it all done in one sitting. Each piece must be examined to see what kind of shape or pattern it has, what color it has, so that your child can determine where it goes or what area of the puzzle it may go in. For example, you have different strategies. One strategy is to separate all of the straight edges first and put them together to form the frame or the border. That's what I do. I then organize all of those insider pieces by color type. I actually, because I keep looking over here because that's where my puzzle table is and all of my stuff. I have six black, I think they're octagon shaped trays. They're very, they're only like, I don't know, half an inch high. I put all of my different colors in those octagon shapes so that I can just grab a tray of color when I go to switch to different color needs. Have you ever painted a room? It feels like all of the prep work, the masking or taping off switches or the edging of the ceiling or the baseboards is the most tedious of work. However, by doing this job, it's the big, the big job of painting, you know, the walls and everything, it goes by so much faster. I feel that way with separating the colors in a puzzle. Patience and persistence are life skills. We live in a society of everything is available right now. Heck, you can get almost anything delivered to you tomorrow. There used to be a generation called the now generation. I think whoever they are gave up with that term because it just became redundant and applied to every generation that then followed. By working a puzzle together, children learn how to persevere through challenges and not to give up so easily. This can be a baby lesson 
and resilience. If you've listened to me, you know that I love the lessons that overlap. I also have a link to my activities in resilience. There's 21 activities in resilience. Which parents are always looking for? We're always looking for how to help our kiddos become more resilient. They also learn the lesson of and the value of patience. Not only because often the puzzle is not complete in that one sitting, sometimes it's not complete in a day, a week, or even a month. Because And so your children must be patient with finding the right piece. They are also, these are both essential skills. Patience and persistence are both essential skills for personal and professional settings as your child grows older. Four, a sense of accomplishment. Completing a puzzle provides a tangible sense of achievement. This feeling of success can be particularly important for self-esteem and self-confidence. It sounds really silly, but when you complete a big puzzle, you get a sense of achievement and self-confidence because when you first open it, there's a whole lot of pieces there and then you're able to accomplish that. And it is an accomplishable, if that's a word, task. I also have a link to some self-esteem activities for you in the notes. As you work on a puzzle, you set a clear goal to finish it. And as you make progress and eventually finish it, you experience a sense of mastery. This feeling of accomplishment may boost your child's overall morale and motivate them to take on other challenges. Five, improve visual spatial skills. This is often overlooked. I mean, let's face it. Our kiddos are not rewarded, tested, or even really taught visual spatial skills in school. Yet as soon as you teach them how to parallel park, you're gonna realize how important this skill is. Visual spatial skills involve understanding, manipulating visual information about the spatial relationship between objects. So, did you catch that? So, you have to be able to visualize in your head how this all looks and how it fits together. For a lot of people, like me, that's kind of a hard thing to do because it's an abstract way of thinking. Many puzzles, such as jigsaw puzzles, require you to analyze and fit pieces together in a specific way. And sometimes you'll be looking at an outline in the puzzle and you'll have to project what you think the piece would go, that would fit into that piece would look like. So this process engages your brain in tasks like recognizing patterns, shapes, and orientation. Over time, practicing these skills through puzzles can enhance your ability to navigate spaces, read maps, yeah, I know that's not even a thing anymore, and read blueprints or plan and design large projects. These are necessary skills in professional fields such as construction, architecture, and engineering. Six, boost creativity. I was looking up the power of the puzzle and how puzzles helped, and it said boost creativity. And at first I was like, I don't see how they can boost creativity. It says that it helps children express their creativity. And I'm thinking, how does that happen when the pictures are already there? But it says that, and this makes sense, that when children see an image, they're able to use their creativity to kind of leapfrog from that image and visualize, one, what the final project will look like because it's incomplete and they're filling in the blanks, but also you can use jigsaw puzzles to inspire them to 
explore new topics or develop an understanding around the world about the world around them. I'm going to be thinking about the Taj Mahal for this example because as soon as I saw a picture of the Taj Mahal, I immediately thought, and this is another one of those overlapping lessons, so I'm thinking of homeschool. And say you want to do a whole lesson, and I have a whole bunch of lessons. For example, you can do a lesson on the new seven wonders of the world, or the effects of tourism on an economy, or air pollution. Did you know that the Taj Mahal is turning yellow and it is said it is due to pollution? Or a geography lesson, or an introductory lesson to India. There's so many lessons you can do just based on the Taj Mahal. Well, part of that lesson could be a puzzle with the Taj Mahal. The possibilities are endless, and my creativity started flowing, and I hadn't even looked at the puzzle yet. I just imagined the puzzle. Seven, improves focus and concentration. I love games for parents to be able to teach important skills without actually having a lesson. Kids don't want to feel like they're in school. Puzzles are like gold mines for parents who are looking for ways to help their children improve their focus and concentration. Just the act of putting together a puzzle requires intense focus and concentration, and concentration because each piece must be carefully examined, matched with its corresponding shape, and then placed in the correct location because you can see a piece and think it would go here, but then it just barely doesn't fit and then you have to find a new home for it. This process helps to sharpen the mind and improve attention to detail, but it also allows kiddos to just kind of talk because they're going to be able to do that while their brain is flowing. So it's kind of a win-win there. Eight fine motor skills. This is really funny. I had two amazing boys. I was a teacher, K through 12 certified. So you would think that I would know what the kindergarten entrance exam is. If you don't know the kindergarten entrance exam, that's what I call where um, here in Arizona, I think it's in May or April before your child goes into kindergarten, they have you show up and you go through like a battery of tests. They're not, they don't call them tests, they're skills. To see where your kiddo is and how ready they are for kindergarten. Which to me was a joke because they're all going to go into kindergarten, right? I mean, what do you mean ready? Right? Uh, to me, that was supposed to be the first level. That's a whole other thing. But anyway, both of my boys, that means I didn't learn the first time and I failed it again the second time. They both failed fine motor skills. The reason? Because the way to test fine motor skills is they gave my five-year-old boys scissors and asked them to cut on a dotted line. I had never given my five-year-old boy scissors. What mom in her right mind gives her five-year-old boys scissors? I thought that was ludicrous. I, I thought, no way. Do you know what would have happened if I'd given my boys scissors? Yeah, I don't know, but I didn't want to find out. Anyway, it turns out that puzzles also help develop fine motor skills. I wish I had known that then, because we would have done a whole lot of puzzles, and I still would have not had them do. The scissors and so they probably still would have failed the entrance exam for fine motor skills but I would have known they did have those skills not only do puzzles help with fine motor skills but it helps their hand-eye coordination their dexterity and their finger strength all of these I do understand and I do agree with because they are very important for writing coloring 
and drawing. This is all the stuff I did expect them to do in kindergarten. Number nine, engages both sides of your brain. Puzzles often require a balance between left brain, right brain thinking. We all hear left brain, right brain thinking. So the left side of your brain is often associated with your logical analytical thinking. And it is activated when you're solving the structural or organization part of a puzzle. Meanwhile, the right side of your brain, which is related to your creative thinking and intuition, comes into play when you're making connections or thinking outside of the box or coming up with innovative solutions. Engaging both sides of your brain can help you improve your overall cognitive abilities and creativity. Communication and cooperation. Puzzles encourage effective communication as team members need to convey their ideas and strategies to one another. As I explained earlier, this is critical for those kiddos who especially aren't quite there yet. They haven't quite learned how to do this. So when they hear team members communicate that, they learn that. Also, it helps people who are so entrenched in today's competitive world learn how to ease into a world of team effort and collaborativeness. We are going to share our ideas about how to do something together to go towards a common. So this verbal interaction enhances communication skills, helping articulate thoughts clearly and effectively. You also need good listening skills because effective communication is a two-way street. Kids learn to listen actively to their siblings or peers' ideas, which is crucial. They need to comprehend instructions and be attentive to their teammates or puzzle mates' suggestions. And these interpersonal skills are vital for their social development. Do you want to know the research on puzzles? I did. So I think there's a lot of power in a puzzle, and this is what I was convinced of before I decided to do this whole thing on the power of the puzzle. But I thought, surely there's somebody else out there that thinks the way I do. Well, not only is there somebody out there who thinks the way I do, but he's written books on it. So a lot of the research out there is concerning the elderly and crossword Sudoku and memory. However, Marcel Denessi, PhD, worked with children and saw amazing benefits using puzzles. He wanted legitimate research to back his findings, so he went to find them. He wrote an entire blog about his findings and his experience. And if you are interested in the science of the puzzles, I'll have the link to his blog because he has a whole bunch of different articles in the notes. He was so infatuated and convinced in the power of the puzzle, he has authored two books on the subject, which I will also put in the notes. So you get to have the tablets put away and the kids will be okay with putting the tablets away. Take a break from the screens with the ultimate family challenge, putting together a puzzle. Bonding over a puzzle provides these 10 valuable benefits. Get ready to unlock your family's potential one piece at a time. Be sure to catch the blog in January about all of the different types of puzzles your child can do and the benefit of each. The movie quote this week, when the first baby laughed, for the first time, its laugh broke into a thousand pieces and they all went skipping about 
And that was the beginning of fairies from Peter Pan. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to send you a huge thank you. Please leave me a comment or review and share with other moms you know. Get in touch in the comments or on Kara's social media networks. See you next week.